Hey guys, it's me. Not that you were expecting anyone else. Anyways, Gaming After College has a sponsor. I know, right? We're getting with the times. It's pretty exciting. Anyways, our sponsor of today's episode is Anchor. Anchor is a brand new service that lets you make podcasts, and they make it very easy to do so. All you need to do to make a podcast is right there on their app and right there on their website. On top of that, they handle automatic distribution of your podcast to various different platforms. So you don't have to do anything with RSS feeds. And then they look for sponsorships for your podcast with absolutely no minimum amount of listenership, which is great for me because I think I only have five of you guys out there listening to my beautiful voice and uh, keep going. Thanks, guys. The best part about Anchor, it's absolutely 100% free. So what are you waiting for? Go and try it out. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, guys, let's get back to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gaming After College, the only podcast that helps you manage your gaming time in your busy life. This is your host, Manny, speaking. Today's episode will be centered around the biggest gaming convention around, E3. Let's get started. Actually, before we get started, I do need to apologize to my viewers out there. Hopefully I have a few. I mean, this is the third episode, but yeah, you know, it it is what it is. Um, I promise that I will not lag on the the, uh, episodes, and then the next one that was supposed to be released, I lagged it. Originally, this episode was supposed to come out at the the week after the 13th of June, which would have been the week after E3. And I was trying to do that so I can keep up to date with all the news and ride the hype train, as it were. Uh, however, there was um, a death in the family, and it just really messed me up. This is why this episode is coming out more than a month after it was supposed to. Um, life gets in the way. So, you know, that that's just what happens. Um, gaming took a hit. Everything took a hit. Uh, it's been bad. But I'm now back ready for action, and hopefully, if I still have any listeners out there, they are willing to listen to me. (laughs) Okay, now let's get started. So, for anyone who doesn't know what E3 is, pay attention to the following parts. E3 is a gaming convention that occurs every year in June, and it always occurs in Los Angeles at at the LA Gaming Convention. I'm sorry, the LA Convention Center. It is a gaming convention where all the big leagues, EA, Nintendo, Sony, uh, Ubisoft, whatever, they all get together and they just show off everything. Like, hey, this is that game we're making. Hey, this is this another game we're making. Hey, you know that game everyone thought we were making? We're actually making it. And here's the trailer. E3 has been around for over 15 years at least, probably close to 20 now. And when it first started, it was um, open to everyone. And like everyone could attend, I could walk up there, buy a ticket and walk in. Disclosure, I've never attended E3, but hopefully I can later. For a long time, E3 attendance was just for everyone. And then there came a time where it was just limited to people in the know. Uh, If you were a developer, if you worked for a gaming company, um, also if you worked for the media or like a journalist, I'm sorry, journalism or newspaper gaming website like GameSpot or IGN then you could get an attendee badge and attend. However, last year and this year, they did something different. They reopened a call for 
the public to come. But they only sold a lim- limited number of tickets. And I think they were around 300 bucks a pop or something like that. And I tried to get tickets last year. I was in an online queue for like an hour. I was at work. It was just an open tab that it was just waiting for my time to shine. And then they upgraded our internet that day. They actually had to cut the fiber and, well, cut the connection just to increase the fiber. And it was just this whole thing. This year, I didn't even bother. I heard from last year that they, uh, security was super laxed, which makes me feel a little uneasy. And there was just a ton of people. So combine that with the lax security and I just don't want to be there. This year, however, I uh, read some articles online that the uh, lack security issue isn't a thing anymore, which is great. They do bag checks now, and it's everyone has to wear their badge. It's, it looks pretty good, so that's awesome. This year, E3 was from June 12th to June 14th, which made it challenging for me as a podcaster who has a gaming podcast to talk about because I was actually in Boston at the time, three hours ahead of schedule, and... Um, keeping up with the news was just me on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. And I tried to see some of the keynote talks or some of the talks and I just couldn't because I just didn't have time. I was three hours ahead, which meant that whenever they started talking about XYZ game, I was actually like in a meeting or doing something. So every day at night when I was out in Boston, I would actually just go online and read and watch videos. And I have quite a bit of exciting news. I'm super excited for the next year. And uh, I'm going to share that with you guys. Um, I So to avoid me just listing off games like I did a few episodes ago, I picked um, a few games that I want to talk about. And hopefully they they all contribute to what you like to see in video games and the type of games you like. And if they don't, uh, always send me an email, gamingaftercollege at gmail.com. And also, I now have a Twitter. Uh, You can send your tweets or tweet at me at GAC underscore podcast, gamingaftercollege underscore podcast. Uh, I have that title on my phone, so I will be notified the minute someone tweets at me. So if you have any comments, requests, go ahead and tweet me or go ahead and send me an email. Oh, and actually, before I go on to the uh, to the games we're going to talk about today, I do want to say that if you are in the media or you're looking to start your own gaming podcast or whatever, um, in order to get a badge, a media badge to attend uh, E3, you need to have like an active number of, of updates per month or whatever on your channel. If you're a podcaster, your podcast needs to be at least six months old. And there are some traffic requirements that need to be met. So if you guys want to uh, to help, help a brother out or start your own, let me know and I'll help you out too. Um, you know, hashtag road to E3 2019. Just hook it up. All right. Tell your friends. Tell everyone. All right. So moving on. So the first game I want to talk to everyone about is a game that is amazing. I haven't even played it yet. It looks amazing. Is the new Spider-Man game. Now, the new Spider-Man game, I'm sorry for those Xbox users and PC users, but it is a Sony exclusive, so it'll be on the PS4. However, to any of my listeners who have played Spider-Man 2 from the, for the PS2, it's essentially like that, but with new age graphics and a custom story and it looks amazing. The web slinging is all free form and it's all physics based just like in Spider-Man 2. I don't know if it's going to be outputted at 4k but from the trailers I've seen there are a ton and I mean a ton of baddies. Uh, we're talking uh, Mysterio, we're talking Mr. Negative, we're talking Dr. Dr. Octopus, the Green Goblin. It looks absolutely amazing. I, I cannot wait to play that game. That game comes out September 4th, I believe. Uh, comes out for the PS4. 
and they may have a bundle going on around that time. Uh, this game is severely hyped up, and it should be because it's made by, I want to say, Insomniac Games, who made Spider-Man 2. It, it looks amazing. Do yourself a favor. Just watch a trailer. It looks great. And then Miles Morales is actually in it as well. I do not know if he dons on his Spider-Man costume. Uh, for those who don't know, Miles Morales is the successor to Spider-Man, and he is briefly mentioned in well he's not briefly mentioned but in the spider-man homecoming movie from marvel studios um spider-man is actually apprehending someone uh, the, the person who the person played by dan uh, by danny glover I mean, not danny glover so Don, donald glover and um he says oh i got a cousin that lives around, or i got a nephew that lives around here he actually is talking about miles morales so that's a cute little tidbit for anyone who didn't know and for those of you who want to buy a PS4 anytime soon, I may or may not, depending if the Spider-Man game has 4K output, I may buy a PS4 Pro. There's nothing wrong with my regular PS4, but I am a huge Spider-Man fan. So if this game comes out in 4K, I'm selling my PS4, just for any takers out there. As far as story-wise goes for the Spider-Man game, not much has been revealed. You do play as Peter Parker. You are already established. It's not an origin story. There are a number of baddies already in in prison. And from some of the gameplay that we've seen already that's been released, it looks like they all get out. So think of it close to like an Arkham Asylum, Arkham City type of deal from the Batman games. And those games were phenomenal. It is uh, open world. And I want to say they only they restrict the open world to just Manhattan, but that's still a huge area. So yeah, it, please do yourself a favor and just watch a trailer. And also, I do not get money from any of these companies. This is just an opinionated podcast. All right, moving on. The next game I want to talk about is Kingdom Hearts 3. Finally. I've been waiting years to say Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out, and here it is. Kingdom Hearts 3 is the third full... Um, uh, iteration of the Kingdom Hearts series. It is by no means um, the the third game in the series. I want to say there's like seven of them. I've played most of them, and the story is as convoluted as it gets. And it was stuck in development hell for ages. It's basically Final Fantasy 15, but for Kingdom Hearts, um, development cycle wise. The original director and creator, uh, Tatsuya Nomura, is a uh, he came back for Kingdom Hearts 3, and they're using a brand new engine uh, to play the game, and it looks phenomenal. You can get a brief uh, glimpse of the new image, preview of the new image, if you played Kingdom Hearts 0.2 Birth by Sleep, A Fragmentary Passage. Yes, that is the whole title, and no, I will not be saying it again. The engine is really smooth. The graphics are absolutely amazing. I played it. I played the, the Fragmentary Passage on PS4, and it looks amazing. And I recommend anyone who's into Kingdom Hearts to do yourself a favor and just try, try to catch up. Like, I plan to do a Kingdom Hearts episode closer to release date. And in that episode, I'm going to talk about what games you should be playing if you want to get into Kingdom Hearts. If there's a newbie that's always heard about Kingdom Hearts and, they, you know, you just don't know where to start. Well, then you come talk to me or come listen to me. And uh, I'm going to give my personal take on Kingdom Hearts. I've been playing Kingdom Hearts since I was a kid, since I was 11 or 12. It is an amazing series. Um, it, it's received quite a bit of hate, and the convoluted storyline doesn't doesn't you know make it any better. But the standalone games, Kingdom Hearts one and two, are phenomenal. And if you love Disney and you love Square Enix and you love RPGs, but not your classic turn-based RPGs, trust me, you are, you're gonna have a good time. I'll let everyone know when that episode comes to be. 
Um, it's probably going to be closer to release date. It comes out on January 29th of 2019, and I have yet to reserve the the VIP, but I probably will pretty soon. Um, and that game will be coming out for the PS4 and the Xbox. Moving on to more um, action-packed games, the new Smash Brothers is coming out, Su- Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and this will always be released for the Nintendo Switch. However, the key difference that it has compared to all the other Smash Brothers games is that, well, first, it's for the new console, so hell yes. And secondly, it's going to have every single character that's ever been released in any Super Smash Brothers since the dawn of time, pretty much. So we're talking about, you know, your classics like Mario, Luigi, and Peach. We're also talking about the more of the newcomers like Bayonetta and Cloud from Final Fantasy VII. And um, Solid Snake is coming back from the Metal Gear series. And there's a there's quite a bit more surprises. And it looks absolutely amazing. The graphics look top-notch. It's coming out for the Switch, which is portable in and of itself. So gaming is going to explode when that game comes out. And the Switch sales are going to explode. So if you're interested in getting a Switch and you want to get one before the game comes out, you're going to have to buy one soon because trust me, when that game comes out, they're going to be off the shelves and it's going to come out in November and that's near Black Friday and you don't you don't want to be in that mess, trust me. The next game I want to talk about is a game that has been in development for quite some time. Uh, I remember seeing the first uh, images from it maybe three years ago and for anyone who is familiar with the Witcher series and the same company that makes those games is making this game. And uh, the, the development company is called CD Project Red and they are making a game called Cyberpunk 2077. This game looks amazing. It, it, granted, I don't know much about it and I don't know if anyone really does. It looks like it's an open world game take, taking place in the future in a cybernetic type of environment, um, almost like a cyber steampunk type of place. And just from what I know about it now, I know it's open world. I know it takes place in the future and there are some stories and gangs and stuff like that. It takes place in a crime ridden world. Think think very um, Blade Runner type of setting. Uh, however, my personal opinion is it's going to be something like that crossed with The Witcher, crossed with Grand Theft Auto. And for anyone who is interested in, if, if that sounds like your cup of tea, do yourself a favor and check out the trailer. It's a cinematic, so there's no gameplay in it, but it looks great. Um, I'm looking very forward to it. I know nothing about the game. I've played The Witcher 3 and The Witcher 1, and I never finished them, unfortunately. They were quite long <laughs> and i had like other games i was playing at the time i may i may go back and finish them uh however i do have those games and they are expertly made well crafted the storyline is great and to see that in a cyber future steampunk kind of fashion with an open world aspect that just yeah that 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 sounds all me right there so they have not released a um an actual release date for this game However, it will be on the PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One when it does come out. And one distinction, or probably a bigger distinction, um, compared to the Witcher games that this company has made before, is that it's actually going to be a first-person role-playing game. So that sounds very interesting, and I, I can't wait to, to see what that looks like. Moving on to action-packed games, the next game I do want to talk about is just like a fun little game that looks hilarious, and it looks just absolutely absurd is a game called jump force 
if anyone's played uh, Jump Ultimate Stars way long ago, it was a fighting game that had all the Shonen Jump characters, like the guys from uh, One Piece, Naruto, Death Note, what have you. It was more of a Street Fighter-esque type of fighting game. Essentially, Jump Force is that, but in 3D, updated to current consoles, and it looks just absolutely mayhem. So if you ever want to see Naruto in his QB form, uh, and and you know, and Sasuke and with his uh, Renangan and and Sharingan, take that, match it up against Goku in his Super Saiyan Four form, Super Saiyan Four, his uh, Super Saiyan Blue or Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan, and just have him duke it out. That's pretty much what you're going to be seeing. And also light from Death Note is going to be there for Ayuk. And it looks insane. It it looks like the world's craziest fighting game from for uh, anime fans and manga fans alike. So I'm including that only because I'm including a lot of fighting games today, apparently, now that I'm looking at this list. And that's because these fighting games actually like have a meaning to me. <laughs> um, I've played Street Fighter and Tekken and all those other games, but these games... I've read most of these animes. I'm sorry. I've read most of these mangas and watched most of these animes. So these characters have a special place in my heart. <laughs> so this game looks absolutely amazing. And again, you should do yourself a favor and just check out the trailer. So for Jump Force, there has not been a release date set yet. It's going to come out for definitely the main consoles. And uh, definitely check that out. When it comes out, I will definitely put up more information as I know it. And the last game I want to talk to talk to you guys about is a game called Death Stranding. Now, don't ask me why it's called that. I don't know. Don't ask me what the game's about because uh, I don't know. I've seen trailers totaling an amount of, what, maybe 3, 3, 15, 16 minutes. I don't know what the game's about. I, I just don't know. I don't know anything about this game. However, here's what I do know. The guy who plays Daryl in The Walking Dead is the main character. He does the motion capture and the face capture. Guillermo del Toro is in it, who is a world-renowned horror actor and film horror director. And Mads Mikkelsen, Mikkelsen, I know I'm butchering that, so please correct me, guys, is actually the uh, villain in this game. So, yes. And to make it... All better to top it with a cherry. It is being written and directed by Hideo Kojima. If that name sounds familiar, especially the Kojima part, he is the creator of the Metal Gear Solid series. And I am a huge fan of those series. I've played all of the games of Metal Gear Solid, aside from the, the spin-off games. Uh, and for those who are wondering, my favorite is number three, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater. And that that's all my jams right there and you know he makes some wondrous games and the storylines sometimes are convoluted but they're well worth the wait from the trailers i've seen of death stranding it is a strange strange game but the graphics look amazing and i cannot wait for to for this game to uh to, to come out uh, this game does not have a release date yet it is a sony game so it will definitely be released on the ps4 I do not know if they have exclusivity on it, uh, so it may or may not be released to other platforms, but definitely the PS4 for sure. And that's all I can say about that game, really. Um, we get some nice some nice little graphics. 
uh, the main character is transporting things for people. There are these hidden, almost invisible like monsters. It's just strange. So please check it out. All right, guys. So that was the list of games for me three that spoke to me on a level that is more personal than anything I've ever felt before. And for those that want to talk more about these games with me or want to want me to talk about games that they that they themselves like, hey, Manny, why didn't you talk about this game? Please go ahead and send me an email at gamingaftercollege at gmail.com or tweet at me at GAC underscore podcast. So. Um, I'm also including another section, not really a news section because this whole episode was just news, but I'm including a a current game section so my my listeners can know what I'm playing right now. So last I I came online, I told everyone that I finished Assassin's Creed Origins, and I'll probably do a review on that game. Uh, That game is great, and for those of you who are avid Assassin's Creed fans, it is definitely a departure from the normal series. Story-wise, it, it's still there, but the uh, gameplay-wise, it has changed quite a bit, and I believe it's changed for the better. I recently picked up FIFA 18. Um, I don't really play soccer or so- uh, sports games all too often. Whenever I buy one, I don't buy one again for a lot, like a few more years, like three or four years. And this is because I don't see a point in those who buy FIFA 15, 16, 17, or just buy it every year. Um, I guess if you're that much of a fan, then go ahead if you want the updated rosters. Um, However, I had been playing FIFA 15 with my siblings since 2015, or 2014 actually, and um, it it was time. It was time for an update. So I went ahead and I bought FIFA 18, you know, as I'm watching the World Cup, I got the strange sensation to just play FIFA 18. And to my luck, it was actually $30 off uh, at Target. And so it was 50% off. So I went down there and I bought the game immediately. Uh, the next game I'm playing, I'm playing two more games. And uh, I will say this, that FIFA 18 is definitely one of those games that I will play on and off. It's not something I'm like, all constantly on. And the next game as well, uh, the next game is called Fortnite which I have brought up multiple times and Fortnite's new season just started this week and I uh, last week I'm sorry and I recommend anyone to check it out and it's free to play just go online you can download it onto your PC or literally any device you have uh, however if you have an existing Fortnite account and you want to play on the Switch you'll be forced to create a new account because Sony is hashtag blame Sony just do some research trust me you're not going to like what you see however Fortnite is an amazing game, and I play it on and off. I mainly just play it with buddies of mine. I don't, when I play it by myself, I tend to get bored real quick. It's one of those games where I really do enjoy playing it with others. And then the last game that I'm playing right now is Jurassic World uh, Evolution. Jurassic World Evolution is another one of those on off games, so I don't play it for hours at a time. I just play it every now and then. And this game is essentially, for those of you who have played Roller Coaster Tycoon, it's that. You build up your own Jurassic Park. You build enclosures for your uh, dinosaurs. They can get out and they can kill your 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 guests. So it is pretty interesting. There's a set of five different islands, including the island that started it all, Isla Nublar. Uh, you got to work your way up there. Each island has different challenges for you to complete. So they actually have some sort of story progression. It's really interesting. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I recommend anyone to check that one out, if, especially if you like those overworld god god view type of games you gotta check it out it's not like sim city um you're not designing a city but the controls are similar it's basically roller coaster tycoon 
All right, um, I think that about covers it. Let's see, I did the intro. I did explain why I've been lagging it. I do apologize again. Uh, talked about E3, gave you the dates. Um, as for next year's E3, for anyone who's interested, it will be J- June 11th through June uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, June 11th for June 13th of 2019. So, you know, for those of you who are trying to get into media, you have plenty of time to rack up those those listeners. And for those of you who want to see me at E3 and maybe do some shows from there, um, please, you know, go ahead. Tell your friends to listen. Tell everyone to listen. I will try to keep the updates as smooth and as quickly as possible. Hashtag road to E3 2019, you know. And uh, let's see. I talked about the games. Talked about the current games I'm playing. And uh, I probably will not be buying a new game until Spider-Man comes out, and I absolutely cannot wait for that. Um, Yeah, so I think that concludes this week's episode, guys. Um, Next week, I will be talking about Assassin's Creed, and I will be doing a review of that game. If anyone wants to hear me talk about anything differently, please go ahead and give me an email message, uh, gamingaftercollege at gmail.com, or tweet at me at GAC underscore podcast. All right, guys. Thanks. And as always, this is your host, Manny.